Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the bonus part of today's FYI. I hope you are enjoying our Thanksgiving celebration, our Thanksgiving feast. It's a pleasure to have you guys here for after dinner. No, we don't have an expression like that. I love that you guys have sobremesa. We don't, but if there is a day when we do something similar to sobremesa, extend our meal, it is definitely on Thanksgiving. And as I said, I'm going to share some memories with you. And the first one, uh, speaking of stuffing your face, uh, this means eating like a pig, or another way we say it too, I'm stuffed like a turkey. See, there. I looked it up. There aren't many idioms with turkey. You've got to be stuffed like a turkey, which is kind of interesting because we actually do stuff the turkey, and we stuff it with stuffing. You guessed it. I love it when English makes sense. It's great. So I'm stuffed is another way of saying I'm full. If you want to add a little emphasis, you could say I am stuffed like a turkey. And what better expression uh, to use that than on a day like today. Thanksgiving, my amigos. Uh, And don't forget that uh, you can have a shot of wild turkey as well. And anybody who's been to the United States knows that wild turkey is a kind of bourbon whiskey, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I'm not a big drinker. I don't drink hard liquor, hard licorice, whiskey, ron, these kind of things. But uh, I remember when I was growing up, some of my friends, the hardcore drinkers, uh, they would drink wild turkey. So aside from that and gobble, gobble, oh, and... And the last one, how can I forget? And we can link it to wild turkey. To quit something cold turkey. Now, to quit something cold turkey means you quit all of a sudden, de repente. You don't quit gradually. I think of when someone has a drug problem or alcohol, as I said. If you want to quit drinking, you shouldn't quit gradually. You should quit cold turkey. That means in one you know, one shot. And guys, that's not advice. I'm just using examples. I don't know the best way to quit doing something. But I know my father used to be a smoker. El antes fumaba. And he quit cold turkey. Sin mas. And I guess it's hard to do, especially if it's something that's very addictive. Something that you can get hooked on. Something like turkey. Do they do interventions for turkey? Well, I love turkey, and I always ask for seconds. To get seconds is, te subes otra vez para otro plato, o te sirven más, to get seconds. Of course, I'm not greedy, and I wait till everybody's had some, and then I get seconds, and sometimes thirds. But I'll tell you, on Thanksgiving, it wasn't even necessary. I remember with my family how many courses we had. There were at least like seven different courses. We would start with some shrimp cocktail. Now, shrimp cocktail is a typical thing we have in the United States. It's shrimp, cold, gambas, usually served on ice with lemon and cocktail sauce. And cocktail sauce, this is very good if you want to try this. It's it's really good, especially if you get good shrimp. And I think you make it with ketchup, a little bit of lemon, 
and some horseradish. And horseradish is rabano picante. Try that shrimp cocktail. Uh, you don't need to check the recipe. Oh, yeah, check the recipe for cocktail sauce. But I remember we would start with some appetizers, such as shrimp cocktail. Another way to say appetizers is starters. Makes sense, right? Appetizers or starters. Now, I want you to be very, very careful with the word entree. Do you know why? When we say I'm ready for my entree at a restaurant is where you would say that, or for my entree, I'll have the filet mignon, and someone's going to say, are you speaking French or English? Well, your entree is your main course. So be careful with that one. Uh, we say appetizers or starters, and that's just something to pick on. That's right. You guys say the same thing, picoteo. We say, I'm just going to pick on some shrimp and some olives. And, well, I remember they had out cheese and crackers. I mean, you could literally just, you know, get get full by just eating the appetizers that were there. And I remember my grandmother made stuff. We usually celebrated Thanksgiving at my Aunt Katie's house. Now, I should say something. She's not my aunt. She's my great aunt. Uh, tia Abuela? Is that how you, I don't know how you say that in Spanish. Well, she's, she's my, I'll explain it. She's my mother's aunt, my Aunt Katie. And she, for years, organized Thanksgiving. And I used to love going there because she's the sweetest lady in the whole world, my dear Aunt Katie. And my Uncle Joe is an artist. And when I say he's an artist, I don't mean es un artista. I mean the guy's a painter. I mean he's a master painter and he's a great artist. And the, the two of the most loving people, caring people I know, and I would go spend Thanksgiving at their house. You see why? I know there's controversy and stuff, but for me, Thanksgiving isn't about killing Native Americans. It's about being with my, my loved ones, my family, some of them that are now deceased. Deceased, I think you say defunto in Spanish. And just to date myself, to date oneself is to show your age. Uh, we didn't have video cameras, so my Uncle Joey, I would love to find these tapes, he would pass around a little microphone that was plugged into a tape recorder. And he would uh, have everybody say something. And I remember some Thanksgivings, there were 15 of us. Remember, we don't say we were 15. We would say there were 15 or 20 of us uh, all having uh, a wonderful feast together and celebrating our love as a family. And my Uncle Joe, he loved to document it. As I said, he was an artist. So at first he would pass around a microphone and we would tell jokes and talk about, you know, the year, what we're thankful for. And then, well, Joe, Uncle Joe uh, discovered the video camera. And I remember after that, we never saw Uncle Joe's face again. We just saw him hidden behind a camera. But thank God, thank God that Uncle Joe was there documenting those amazing moments where all of my family, who will probably never get together because some are deceased, some live in other places. So we've got to cherish, using the word we looked at before, we've got to cherish those moments. And when we can document them. I don't mean post them on Facebook and Instagram, but when you're with your grandma and your great grandma, take a picture because you know you don't know the next time you'll get three or four generations 
in one picture, at one table, uh, you know, sitting together, praying, uh, because it's about, you know, it's a religious, it's become, you know, as always, there's a religious aspect to holidays. So, and my mother, of course, was always the one who said the prayer. Uh, because my mother, well, she she's a very lovely speaker, a very clear speaker. And uh, she always had beautiful words. Uh, as we say, she has a way with words, my mother, un don de la palabra. And then she speaks so eloquently and clear. And uh, so she was always, uh, they always had my mother say grace. To say grace is another way to say, to say your prayers before you eat. And it's funny because my grandmother's name was Grace. So we used to say that joke. So my, my Uncle Joe would say, hey, uh, Linda, are you going to say Grace? And my sister and I and my cousins, we would say, Grace, that's grandma's name, Grace. <laughs> And, well, <laughs> I guess it's not that funny looking back, but I do miss my grandma and I miss those times sitting around uh, Aunt Katie's table. And you know what? Uh, Aunt Katie now is old and, and Uncle Joe and, you know, who knows? They're, wow, they outlived uh, my grandparents. But uh, as we say, they're no spring chickens. Ya no son tan jóvenes como eran. And uh, I don't remember when, my mom could tell me exactly, uh, Aunt Katie's daughter, Linda, took over the tradition. And we started to celebrate Thanksgiving. It was weird at first because we're like, but wait, it was always at Aunt Katie's. And <clears throat> But Aunt Katie was getting old and Aunt Katie, you know, she couldn't prepare for so many people, whatever the reasons may be. As a kid, that wasn't important. I said, what? We're not going to Aunt Katie's? And the first year, it was cool. Of course, we were all together. But we were at her daughter's house, different house, different tables. In fact, there were so many of us, we had to sit in different rooms. So you could, it was almost like tapeo. Like you would sit at one table and if you wanted to have one course, as I said, there were seven courses. So you would mingle, to mingle. It's a good word to know when you're at a party. To mingle is mezclar con la gente. And yeah, three different rooms with huge tables. So maybe at my cousin Linda's, there were... 24 of us because then the kids started coming i remember at least 10 kids running around like little rugrats a rugrat is a, a cute way that we say a kid a rugrat una rata de la alfombra <laughs> hey at least they were running around on the rug over there and uh, wow what great memories and since there were seven courses as i said we were stuffed like turkeys well we would walk between courses we would get up we would put on our, our coats because it was cold out, and we would walk around the block once or twice. The people who smoked would have a cigarette, and we would walk around the block to make room to burn off some calories so we could continue to go back. It was like a boxing match. Uh, you guys who have seen this food, this not this food, this show, Man versus Food, Crónicas Carnívoras, well, it was like that. So we had to like train. Tuvimos que entrenar y todo. And it was funny, we joked about that every year, about our four or five walks around the block between courses. And as you can hear from the smile, uh, you can hear, it's, I, I believe that, I believe that when someone's smiling, you can hear that. Uh, such fond memories. So uh, for me, Thanksgiving will always be family and getting together. Oh, and of course, I told you there was the game on. Now, there were always some people, I won't mention any names, who were glued to the TV. 
obviously glue es pegamento. So if you're glued to the TV, estás pegado a la tele. And that's because it's a huge football day. No, Europeans, I don't mean football. I mean football, like NFL, like college football. And now with my daughter, with my family, as I said, I'm continuing that tradition here. I'm not at Aunt Katie's anymore, or I would love to be back at Aunt Katie's or Cousin Linda's. Sometimes I talk to my mom and she goes, I'm going to Cousin Linda's, it's Thanksgiving. And a part of my heart breaks, even though I'm, I'm happy here in Spain and I have my family that I've made here, a part of me wants to be there celebrating this holiday with my loved ones. And, uh, and that's what I think any holiday is about. And what have I done? Well, as I've said, I started doing those traditions here. I started cre making turkey. Only my brother and I, um, excuse me, my brother, ¿ves? Ya somos hermanos. My brother from another mother, mi hermano de otra uh, madre, o si es una chica, decimos my sister from another mister. But my brother, my brother-in-law, I should say, um, we took turkey to a whole new level. That sounds like a trailer, right? Taking turkey to a whole new level this Thanksgiving. Marcos and Alberto, join us. Well, we put the turkey on the grill. That's right, in la barbacoa. And stay tuned. It was awesome. Uh, as I said, I also made candied yams. Uh, we made gravy. And, and then you've got to, you know, I forgot to mention this. Some people like the dark meat. And some people like the white meat. I gotta say, I like the dark meat better. Uh, the dark meat is the thigh, right? The thigh is el muslo. And the leg, I think contra muslo, I always confuse those. Obviously, the leg is la pata, and the thigh is the bigger part. That part has the dark meat. And then you've got the breast, que es la pechuga, which has the white meat. And you know what? When they used to ask me, do you want dark meat or white meat? Because I remember carving the turkey. That's one of the most important parts. I mean, we had this electric knife with like three blades and it was this thing. I mean, you had to saw. It was a big bird. Remember, there were 25 of us. And everybody wanted seconds. Not everybody had seconds, but uh, there were always leftovers. Siempre quedaban eh, sobras de comida. And I was always ready to take them home uh, in a Tupperware. So to carve the turkey. And when my Uncle Joe or whoever was given the honor of carving the turkey, they would say, you want dark meat or white meat? And of course, as kids... For us, one of the most important parts was the wishbone. Do you guys know? What do you call this in Spanish? Let's take a look. Uh, remember, guys, I use word reference. A lot of times people ask me questions, and I check as well. Okay, so the wishbone is a bird's breast bone. Okay, uh, breast is uh, pecho, right? And so uh, espoleta, it says here. And if you know, the, the breast bone or the wishbone, as we call it, uh, it's like a V. It has two parts, two extensions that stick out. And yeah, what you do is, well, one kid, you can do it if you're an adult, but I would let the kids do it. <laughs> Don't let them play with the bones, but uh, let them do it. And what happens is you pull it and eventually the bone will snap. Esa palabra yo creo que está clarísima. It's onomatopoeic, like the word gobble, 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 gobble. Snap. And whoever gets the bigger bone, 
makes a wish. And it's that simple. And uh, it reminds me of an expression in English, to get the short end of the stick. Now, no es con bone, pero it reminded me of it. And to get the short end of a stick is, in a negotiation, you don't get what you wanted. You get cheated, right? So if you've never done that, I mean, you can do it with a normal chicken, but guys, turkey, it's about turkey, I'm telling you. And vegetarians, I, you know, I keep, I'm really sorry, I keep leaving out my vegetarians and my vegans. Of course, just like Halloween, it is a harvest festival. It is a festival where people get together and eat food that's, you know, from that season. And that makes sense because that's what's fresh. That's what you have to use uh, before the winter. And if not, well, then you just have to preserve it. And that's something we do too. Oh, and be careful with that word, by the way. Um, in Spanish, you say preservativos, right? Um, well, in English, preservatives are not uh, condoms. No, they are things that keep food fresh preservatives. You preserve them like jelly or jam, as I said before, uh, cranberry, arandano. Is anybody, I don't know about you guys, but my mouth is watering and uh, I'm ready to celebrate Thanksgiving right now. Maybe we can do a, a pre-celebration. Um, no, well, you know what? Not everybody was so happy about Thanksgiving. As I said, look at how long it took to be recognized as a bank holiday, a holiday where people have a day off. Uh, be careful here. We don't say a free day. We say to have a day off. So this is when people, not everybody, of course, but generally schools and uh, you know kids and adults uh, have a day off. It's a national holiday. There are many of those in Spain too. And as I said, Thanksgiving is big stuff in the United States because it is the official kickoff. But uh, not every president uh, was into it. Look, it took our 16th president, o sea, and there are four terms or four to eight terms per president. It took our 16th president to finally say, we're going to make it uh, a national holiday. And it took 17 letters from the woman who wrote, Mary had a little lamb. Well, it seemed like she was uh, convincing because, uh, <laughs> and not just convincing, but uh, she would not give up. And so it, it didn't just become a holiday overnight. De noche a la mañana. And remember, I was told you I was going to tell you about a president, besides other ones who ignored it, but Jefferson, you know, when they told him, what are you going to do, Jefferson? You know, we're going to make this a national holiday, and he refused. And you know why? Uh, he uh, firmly believed, as we say in English, he firmly believed in the separation of church and state. And that was a big thing um, that they were talking about with the Bill of Rights, our Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. All this stuff was big. It was fresh. It was what people were talking about. And so he goes, no, no, no. If it's religious, if it's a time of prayer, because, well, it was. It, you know, it was a time for many people to pray and give thanks for the food they have, for, um, you know, the, uh, the family they have, right? and the fact that they can have that food with that family. Si me explico. Um, and Ben Franklin, another president, uh, he wanted the turkey to be the national bird. Not the, do you guys know? Do you know what the national bird is in the United States? Our, our symbol. I think it's on our dollar, if I'm not mistaken. The bald eagle. 
the bald eagle. I don't know if you call it el halcón um, <laughs> calvo. Is that what you guys call it? So, uh, but finally, yeah, it took our buddy Honest Abe to do it. But uh, Thomas Jefferson was like, nope, not interested. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to piss people off. And I don't want to piss people off. Uh, because it involved, as I said, prayer. Okay, to pray. It's interesting. The word is pray. But the noun is prayer, so the verb. He prays a lot. He believes in prayer. Okay, you guys know it probably from uh, that Bon Jovi song. And yes, I'm going to sing it. Living on a prayer, take my hand and we'll make it, I swear. Living on a prayer, uh, take my hand, cogeme de la mano, and we'll make it, I swear. So according to old TJ, no. We didn't call him TJ. <laughs> I took the liberty, you get my joke? I took the liberty uh, to call him TJ. But Thomas Jefferson said that it would violate the First Amendment. And he said it, you know, he'd let it, each state make up their own mind uh, whether it would be a holiday or not. And since nobody wanted to make any waves, you know, well, what happened was they uh, decided not to make it uh, a state holiday in general. Some did. Some of the states did. But it's not the same. You know, if you live in the state right next door, you have to go. You guys know that with Madrid. If you live outside of Madrid, even if it's 10 minutes and you don't have a holiday, that day. So that that kind of stuff is stuff you want to take into consideration, especially being as that in Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C. is not a state. It's a district. So people who work in Washington, D.C., they live in the state of Maryland or they live in Virginia. So there's an example of where that would, um, you know, that would be some kind of uh, loophole. I think you say Laguna Jurídica. So he, it seemed like Thomas Jefferson just wanted to wash his hands of that. But finally, Abe, the same guy uh, who freed the slaves. I think, I don't, you know, I don't know. I know what the history books tell me. But it seemed like our coolest president ever. I mean, the guy who really was ahead of his time was Abraham Lincoln. And thanks to him, well, my family has the day off. Now, in Spain, I don't have Thanksgiving off. But I will be thinking of them. And thanks to modern technology, I'll be able to connect with them. And I urge you guys, we talked about the parade before, el desfile. If there is a parade this year in New York, I urge you to watch it. And if not, you can always watch last year's parade or, you know, the last year we had a parade before this uh, this whole thing started. And uh, and guys, I hope nobody rains on your parade. Espero que nadie os amargue la fiesta a vosotros. That said, thank you, thank you. As I said, I'll say it, be, I said it before and I'll, I'll say it a million times more. Thank you. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. You are the best students a person could ever ask for, the best friends, students that a teacher can ask for. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. This has been another episode of F.Y.I.